Join us now for Education Matters, a weekly look at the real people and real stories in education across North Carolina. Welcome to Education Matters, presented by the Public School Forum of North Carolina. I'm Keith Poston. Today on the show, we're going to talk about personalized learning and digital learning. We're going to visit two schools, one in rural Chatham County and one just a few miles outside of downtown Raleigh. We're going to find out how these schools are using a digital platform to more personalized learning for their students. Before we visit those schools, I do want to talk a little bit about our headlines. House Bill 90, a fix for the classroom uh, issues, the K-3 class size mandate we've been talking about on this show for several weeks, was passed by the General Assembly by wide margins in both the House and the Senate. Governor Cooper has said he intends to let the bill become law. Now, some education advocates and the governor complained about several things that were added to the bill that had nothing to do with the class size mandate, including some changes to the State Board of Elections, some changes related to the new pipeline, as well as some changes to the personal education savings accounts. But most educators were very pleased to see that the General Assembly finally acted and gives them some certainty around class size for the next few years. Well, we're here with Shane Barham. Shane is the principal here at Rogers Lane Elementary School in Eastern Wake County, a school that just opened actually just uh, this school year. So thanks for joining us today. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, Shane, we, the reason why we came out is we're talking about personalized learning on the show today. And I know that was one of the things that uh, as the principal here with the school opening, you wanted to focus on. Tell me uh, why um, you decided to go in the direction of personalizing learning here at uh, Rogers Lane. Here at Rogers Lane Elementary School, we decided that we wanted to focus on personalized learning because we wanted to accelerate the learning for all students. And we decided that we wanted to use uh, digital platforms in order to be able to personalize learning for every student. Yeah, and when I, when I started, I mentioned at the opening, we're talking about personalized learning and digital learning. They are two different things, but, uh, but I think what I understand from talking to educators is digital really gives you an opportunity to personalize like we haven't been able to do before. It does. You certainly can do personalized learning without integrating any digital content, but it gives students a greater opportunity to be able to research and to use digital platforms in order to enhance their learning. So, so again, for, uh, for folks who aren't as familiar with the concept of personalized learning, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a buzzword in some ways that we hear. What do you want it to look like uh, here at your elementary school? We want students to be able to take um, digital hardware and digital software and use it at a deeper level. You certainly could use laptops and computers and iPads in order to enhance instruction, but we really want students to be able to use it at a deeper level, to be able to um, connect with people beyond the classroom. Is this something that the instructors can actually use to, again, see how the kids are doing and you know, sort of which ones might need, can go further, which ones can, uh, might need a little more help? Yes, we have some of our teachers who use digital platforms in order to um, keep student work. And so they can go um, back and review what students have done, um, what they need to do, um, and be able to direct them in a different direction if they're not you know, using the technology appropriately. But it certainly gives teachers an opportunity to keep track and to monitor what students are doing. And it's easier because you don't always have to have a paper and pencil product. Right. Now this is obviously the school's new and this, this approach is new for this school. Um, so what are you looking down the road? What do you, you know, when it's fully you know, sort of evolved and mature, what does it look like to you? Right now we're in the infancy stages of integrating and implementing digital learning and personalized learning, but we really want students to be responsible for their own learning. We want them to be able to um, reflect and take ownership of what they're doing, and we want them to use digital learning in order to be able to enhance and to enrich their learning experiences. Excellent. Well, we appreciate you inviting us in. Thanks so much. All right. Thank you. 
Christy Allen, Instructional Technology Facilitator uh, here at Rogers Lane Elementary School. So I guess first, tell me what that job does here. The Instructional Technology Facilitator just goes around to different rooms, helps teachers plan, uh, looks at infrastructure, programs, um, different things like that. Now, when I talked to uh, Principal Barham, he, you know, one of the things he talked about was personalized learning, but obviously with a digital platform. So, mm -hmm. I guess explain to me, you know, as the facilitator, what does that look like in practice? Well, in practice, we really try to be choosy or, you know, picky about the programs that we use to make sure that the digital platforms that we are using in our classrooms actually will allow us to meet the students where they are, um, so that you know, we can meet them at their need. Things are going to look a little bit different than the typical classroom because some of their, they always uh, incorporate their stations and their independent stations. And so a lot of times the, these digital platforms are used in those independent stations to one, make sure we're, you know, hitting the level and the need that that student's um, working at currently. And they can do that independently without the teacher so you can have multiple groups you know, and, and to, to do that. Which is really, I, I think at the end, for me, when I think about personalized learning, isn't that the point is that you're, one, you can, you reach the child, start where they are then, but then kids who can move faster can move faster. Is that right? Exactly, exactly. Not only are you meeting the need and allow them for those, um, it can, it's really used as an acceleration tool. Um, so that way they can kind of move at their own pace, at their own level at times, and even spark their own, you know, their engagement on things that they like to learn about. Well, it sounds great. Thanks so much for being with us today. Thank you. So tell me how you use technology and sort of how you more personalize learning for your students. Um, for digital technology, I try to equip it to our EL education that we're using with Wake County. And each of the stations have a specific or targeted instruction for the students that meet their needs where they are. So right now you're seeing some students working on PowerPoint, Google Classroom. We use a lot in this classroom in News ELA and in QR codes that we're using with different stories that meet the needs of the EL education that, that we're doing here. Well, one thing we're trying to understand is how do you, how do you more personalize learning? Does the technology allow you to, I guess, let children work at the, the pace they need yes, to? Yes, it works with their lexile level where they are so they can adjust it to meet the needs that if the article is too hard, if it's too easy, then they can adjust it according to their personal needs. When they read, they can see a word and say, mm, I can go back and click and adjust to what fits for me. And so as, and as the instructor, you can you can see what they're doing yes, and exactly. you can sort of make sure that it's at the right place. Yes, exactly. And it's also data-driven as well. So in the end, I can see the results on my end to see what articles I can pull, what I can assign to certain students and they cannot be assigned to certain students as well. Great. All right. Well, thanks so much for inviting us in. You're We're going to, can you. we talk to some students? Sure. All righty. Tell me what you're working on. Um, we're working on a video and we have to um, scan the QR codes and and it brings up questions and we have to write the answers down. Tell me what you're, what you're working on here in class today. We're, we're working, working on, on Go ahead. shapes and numbers. And we're trying to organize what color and see the number. So tell me what's the best part about coming to a Rogers Lane Elementary School? The best part is when we learn, we still get to have fun, but we still have to learn to make us better at learning. One, two, three. Square! All right, let's submit it and see what happens. Here we go. Yay! 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 <laughs> All right, here's the next one. What's our first question that you need to ask? What's the first question? What do we notice? What do we notice? Go notice, go notice. 
I teach the four C's. So that's creativity, collaboration, communi communication, and critical thinking. And we just work with the kids on helping to make sure that they are ready for the 21st century and beyond. Exactly. So we're talking about personalized learning and also digital and technology. So tell me how you incorporate that into, uh, into four C's. Okay. One of the fun things that the kids love to do is work on breakouts. Breakouts allow the kids to go by their own pace um, to see if they can discover clues and figure out ways to solve a mathematical problem or it can be a language problem, any kind of problem. And so that's what the kids are doing today. Terrific. Now, what have you? Uh, this is the first year that the, the school is sort of implementing this kind of approach. Uh, do you like it? I love it. This is our, this is one of the reasons why I came to teach at Rogers Lane. Um, the, the freedom to allow the children to explore at their own pace is so relieving to them and to me. Um, it gives the kids lots of opportunities to try different things and not to be afraid and and be okay with failure. Um, this. This whole breakout thing, it's not perfect and they don't get it right every time and a lot of times they think they're defeated but they realize as soon as they get that victory and open that lock, it's, it's on fire. It's, it's wonderful. Wow. Red. Red. Okay, write it in. So Ms. Schaefer, can you tell me sort of what do the um, sort of the technology like iPads, what does it uh, uh, do for the experience here in the classroom? So my philosophy in technology in the classroom is to really have kids be creating on the iPads rather than just playing a game or something like that. I don't want the iPads to just replace a center that they could be doing hands-on. Um, so I do a lot of graphic organizers and different things with Pit Collage and Seesaw um, for the kids to really be creating. Um, and making their learning kind of come alive. And all of their parents are connected to Seesaw, so okay. their parents can communicate with them during the day um, about what they're doing. Now, these are, these are kindergarten students. Um, yeah. um, they're ready to start using iPads and uh, learning on them, right? Absolutely. Um, it takes a lot of scaffolding at first. Um, I run groups like this um, pretty often when I'm just starting a new app, um, or I will, in my guided reading group, have the students um, have the iPads and we work through. So like one of my students right now over there is working on Magic E, so words like cake and bake and bike, and he's creating a pit collage all on his own and then uploading to Seesaw all by himself. So instead of um, me creating the graphic organizer, he's creating it all by himself, and then he's going to record and tell his parents what he did. Well, that's fantastic. Yeah. That's fantastic. One last question. I'll let you get back mm -hmm. to teaching. Yeah. Um, tell me, uh, one of the things that we've heard is you're able to, with the technology, to more personalize the experiences mm -hmm. for, the, for the children. So what's, sort of how have you done that here? Absolutely. Um, so different students do different things on the iPads on a daily basis. It's so easy for me to go in and create a graphic organizer. I mean, I could have changed this graphic organizer to just be beginning sounds, um, but instead these students are ready to be sounding out the whole word. So we use the different things in our phonics curriculum to help us personalize the learning um, on a device. Great. You guys like working on the iPads? Yeah. Do you wish we could have everyone have an iPad every day? Yeah! That'd be so fun, right?
We're going to continue our look inside the classroom around personalized learning and digital learning. This time we're going to Chatham County and Perry Harrison Elementary School. Take a look. Well, Aaron, thanks for inviting us into your classroom today. Uh, we're excited to hear more about, uh, about how you're using technology. It really is part of your you know, instruction. So tell me a little bit about what you do here in the third grade. Um, well, first of all, the reason I love using technology so much is just student interest. Um, it's definitely where their interests lie, so it definitely helps um, keep them engaged and keep them motivated across whole areas. Um, but the other biggest part is it definitely, even though sometimes we think of it as extra work, it definitely lets me assess students more individually on a more consistent basis. So I'm able to personalize their learning and do much more small group work and go back later and hear their reflections, hear their reading, um, see their thoughts, see their problem solving, depending on what they're modeling. Um, and so I'm able to see a lot of those things that I can't see on a daily basis because I'm one person. Right. Now, it's one of the things we, we hear the, the terms digital learning and personalized learning. I mean, they're kind of thrown around a lot. Um, I mean, but is, I mean, is digital learning, is, it, is that just learning now? Um, I mean, I think we're going to where it's going to have to be, definitely, because I think um, the digital part, the devices, the, the different cool tools that are out there, is what allows us to get me more things done and more learning done in a shorter amount of time. Right. Now, how does the technology, you explained a little bit, but tell me a little bit more, how does the technology help you personalize the experience? I mean, how many, how many students do you have in this class? I have 20. You have 20. Yes. 20 third graders. 20 third graders. So, so, so you're able to personalize for each, each, every, all 20 children um, and, and help them from where they are. Yes, and um, I think as teachers, that's something we do already, and we don't necessarily need the devices to personalize it. Um, but in the time that they're, they can't be with me in a small group when I am personalizing it individually for them, um, I'm able to send them away to do things on their level or a group away on their level and then come back, come back and also assess them what they're doing independently without me later. For my first year, I didn't have any computers or iPads. Second one, I had computers, and now I have iPads and computers. So the big plan, you've got a STEM fair coming up. Mm -hmm. Do y'all talk a lot? What does STEM stand for? Science, technology, engineering, and math. Tell me a little bit about what you're working on now, and um, you know how things, um, you know how you're learning here in Miss Bokey's class. Uh, so this morning we were doing our STEM fair projects, and. We were working on our STEM fair boards, and we were learning how to make prosthetic legs. Prosthetic legs, really? And arms, and arms and too. Arms, well, that well, they're both important. Well, what? Um, so, what did? What? How did you? Where did you get this information from? I me? Mean, how are you? How are you um, learning all about this? We used technology, and we looked at pictures, and we did websites on Newzella. On what? Newzella. What's that? It's this website where it gives you facts and information about um, things that you're learning about. We've also been using Google Docs to type in everything to put on our boards. And um, we've been searching a lot of stuff up, like um, what they look like in um, reading articles about them. Tell me what you got here. Uh, we got a hand. We used the string to like pull the hand so it would grip to something. Like 
Look at that. That's fantastic. What's the best part about it? Um, the best part is that I get to learn and have fun. That's great. So tell me a little bit about um, Chatham County's approach to, to digital learning. I, I spoke to uh, your, your head of digital learning earlier, and it uh, sounds like there's a lot happening um, you know, here in the uh, public schools in Chatham County. Last year, we have a digital lead that was hired in the county, um, and then each school now has digital lead um, leads at the school, and then each school also has a digital tech team. Um, so we have a county person, and now we have a team at each school, so we're really able to help at the school level individually for teachers and groups of teachers find different things that they can use for different age groups and for different subjects or special areas. Now one of the students I talked to she said that when I asked her about what the best part of course she she mentioned all the information but she said it was fun too I mean yeah. is that is that part of it is I mean right, I guess that should be part of the whole learning experience. Um, it's definitely fun one of the things um, I always kind of get to jump on what I call my nerd box but I have way too much fun doing it. Like, I will sit on my couch at night with my laptop and go back. One of the tools I use is called Seesaw, and it's um, like a student um, learning journal online where they collect their stuff, uh, um, and their parents also have access to it. But I'll sit there at night and watch their different reflections or their problems that they've solved, and I have, like, way too much fun. <laughs> and it's way, you know, it's more personal. Um, it's more consistent. It's more appropriate than me sitting there and just writing a whole bunch of papers all the time. So, you know, they have fun, but it's also more fun for me. I think definitely the biggest challenge, and I think this is for everybody, is the money. Um, devices are, are not a cheap way to go ever. It's getting better. Um, something we've done a lot at Perry Harrison is we've used different grants, and a lot of us have used Dinner's Choose. Um, so we are one-to-one -one in this classroom, and so... We've done that through being able to use Chatham County money, but we've also been creative. And I think a lot of schools are starting to do that, um, which is helpful. Right. And so it's helped in here. We have iPads and Chromebooks, and then we use those devices kind of for different things. Um, so that's helpful as well, too. We're one-to-one, -one, but it's not with the same type of devices. Yeah, that one-to-one -one is something we hear at districts. But so it's not really a, in the district itself. It may be a goal, but you're teachers here and you have been able to do it uh, again through you know fundraising sites and other well, grants yes and we're not we're not all there yet but that is our goal as a school we our fifth graders are there our fourth graders are almost there we just finished a big fundraiser so our principal is going to finish up fourth grade and also work on the rest of third grade so we're we're moving towards that and you know like you said we're using things like fundraising and and grants and stuff to get there. So it's possible, it's just work. Right. So. Right. And you have a lot of extra time, I guess, to do fundraising as in, in addition yes, to being a but teacher. But that's okay. <laughs> that's why we do this. Well, so we, okay. well, we appreciate everything you do every day. Each week, as you know, on Education Matters, we like to look at leaders who are making a difference in our schools across North Carolina. Take a look. I didn't come in 
trying to be a, a cafeteria manager. I just wanted to work with kids, and I enjoy it. I really do. Uh, he's a great person, and so the kids know that, that they can see when someone's sincere and when they can trust someone, and so they are drawn to him because they see his true nature. When the kids come in the lunchroom, it is where is Mr. Lewis, not where's my seats, not where's my food, not where's my friend group. I've just walked by during lunch duty and just heard kids just pouring out their story to them. And sometimes we just forget that kids just need somebody to listen to them and somebody that, that can relate to it and experience them and just maybe offer some advice down the line or just how they would tackle it. You never know what they're going through at home and so much negativity in the world. Um, this is a positive place that they can come to. Some of the teachers come and ask me, like, can you talk to so-and-so? And, and I'm never gonna turn that down. During track season, I kind of was down. I didn't want to run track. And he kind of told me, he's like, when you ever restart something, you know, you always gotta go finish it. And he asked me who my favorite player was. Um, and I told him my favorite athlete was LeBron. And that's also his favorite athlete, so it's kind of like, when me and him are, can relate to something like that, he's like LeBron who always finished through something. If anything's on your mind, he can tell, and he's just one of those people that you just can talk to if you're feeling bad or anything. Uh, in schools, we talk about like a lot of, you know, obviously academic learning, um, social and emotional learning, and teaching like the whole child. And Lewis just really goes kind of above and beyond that inherently. So it's just kind of who he is. Um, nobody's prompted him to just be um, kind of a fun-loving person with the kids and, and be somebody they can lean on in tough times or help them talk through grades or help them figure out what they're eating for lunch. Um, he just kind of does that naturally. That's just who he is. And it's just really hard to um, find a person like that that just, that's just what they do. They just take care of kids. Um, so we, we run a basketball club every Thursday. And I just walked up to Lewis and said, you know, do you want to play? And he was just like, absolutely. No questions asked. The first time I played with him was yesterday. It was very fun. He's very, he is such a good person. He, he's outgoing, he's courageous, he's funny, he's everything in one person. The kids think I'm old, so <laughs> they don't think I can play. They have to know that it's not all just work, work, work. You can't just get on a kid, fuss at them, tell them what they're doing wrong, and, and not show them that fun side also. I like kids a lot, so. This is just where I think I'm supposed to be. I wouldn't change anything. We love taking education matters on the road and I really enjoyed visiting the two schools in Wake County and Chatham County. I think for one thing, it just shows what a great job our public schools are doing. Um, the idea that, uh, you know, that our public schools are not keeping up with the times, that they're not giving the students what they need, I think that visiting schools like Perry Harrison and Rogers Lane should dispense with that notion. Um, it's also exciting to see us taking advantage of the technology. You know, digital technology and technology is not a teacher in and of itself, um, but they're great tools when they're put in the hands of great teachers and provided the support that they need to do the jobs that we need for our children. So I appreciate them inviting us in and we enjoy talking to all of them. Now, next week's show, we have a one-on-one -on -one with Lieutenant Governor Dan Forrest. You'll wanna make sure you tune in. So thanks for watching and we'll see you next week.